This is the Quadrant Podcast, Episode 8. Welcome to this episode of the Quadrant Podcast. For this episode, we have another guest that we have recruited through our Reddit campaign. Her name is Madison Seitz, and she's here to tell us her story. So just a, a little bit about me to give the story some context. I'm originally from Memphis, Tennessee in the, in the United States, which is like the southern um, part of the U.S. So like when you think things like, like country and like sort of backwoodsy things. That's kind of where I'm from. Uh, right now, I live in California. Uh, I moved out here um, not too long after this story happened. Um, so I graduated from the University of Memphis in my hometown in 2012. I was going to go to graduate school for international business, but I got a really interesting job offer to work in China for uh, the summer of 2012. And all in all, that was like a really interesting experience. Um, but I'm only going to focus on one story from that, although I could tell too many. Uh, I was dating, um, at the time I was dating someone from California, actually from the San Francisco Bay Area. And he came out to visit me about halfway through and I decided for a lot of reasons, particularly legal ones, to end my internship early. So um, I had already been out there for three months and we knew he was going to come out halfway through for a while, um, pretty much as soon as I got there. So we were going to kind of move up from outside of Shanghai where I was and move up to Beijing and kind of explore that area a bit and uh, do a little bit of Shanghai. So um, I found a hostel like two to three hours northwest of Beijing that we had to pay a taxi driver because we missed our freaking bus. We had to pay the taxi driver a stupid amount of money. I can't even remember now, but I want to say in US dollars, it was maybe like a hundred and something dollars to get there because we had to pay for both ways because wow. we were going into like backwoods China. So it's very like small town in the middle of nowhere along this portion of the Great Wall that hasn't been restored by UNESCO. So it's very like sort of decrepit, but really interesting. And it's supposed to be really fantastic from the reviews that I read. So I was like, well, you know, it sounds like this is really worth it and worth the money. I think we should like go for it and do this. So, so we did it. Uh, we got up there. It was really late at night. It, the whole situation was really sketchy. Like the guy obviously doesn't speak great English. My Chinese had not improved that much over, over three months. Um, and I started from zero. So it, it was very difficult. And he's like calling different phone numbers to try and like figure out where we're going. And we're calling the hostel. And finally, super late in the night, we got there. We wake up the next day to go check out the wall because it's kind of what you do, right? So the hostel's run by like this hippie Chinese girl, which I hadn't seen yet. Chinese people, from my perspective and where I worked, which was like a second tier city outside of uh, Shanghai and called Suzhou. Yep. Um, they were very structured and very, uh, can be very traditionalist and sort of like the 
the joke that I that we, that we had between this other girl um, that was also interning in a different city that I knew um, was that like the the way that the Chinese operated in hospitality, which is what we were interning in, is that you they 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 have a set things and say when you go to a restaurant the the typical structure for going to a restaurant is you sit down with menus and the server asks for drinks and they come back and ask for appetizers and then they come back and ask for a meal and that's that's the way things are supposed to go right but if you came to a restaurant that you already knew what you wanted you said well I already know everything let's skip everything it's like their computer brain would go on the fritz it's like no 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 <laughs> cannot cannot skip process must must do this like this <laughs> so it's very it's very interesting um so you have to understand that meeting someone that's like a super hippie and has her own garden and does paintings in her little hostel, which she runs with her mom and a bunch of cats, oh. is very out of the norm. Like it's very strange, and especially in like this little small town that also seems to follow the principles of like very traditional, very structured, and doesn't really move or navigate outside the norm. It's not expected or encouraged. So, so she looks like a deviant inside of China. Yeah, it was, and it was welcoming, obviously, for Westerners, um, especially our generation that tend to be like pretty liberal, and um, you know, for, you know, we like, especially in the U.S. and particularly in California, it's like, oh yes, your own garden, that's really great, that's how you should eat, and organics, and you know, it, it's just very, you know, and she did uh, included with your stuff was like dinner every night, and most of it came from her garden, and it's really. Uh, it's a very cool, cool experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, it's really, really cool. Um, totally worth it. So we get up and we have breakfast. And she's got this watercolor map that she's painted herself. And it's very beautiful. It's, it's, it's a well-done watercolor of the wall. And she's instructing us, like, okay, so you'll go up this little trail here. And you'll follow this way, and she's moving, and we watch as she moves her finger, you know, along her, what she's painted as the Great Wall on this map. And it's going sort of, um, I would say it's going northward, and it's just so the right, towards the right of her painting. She keeps going to the right and circling around, and she says, oh, it'll take three hours round trip, three hours round trip. And she indicates a point in the wall where she infers that this is the turnaround point and what looks like a trail to come down. And then we just take this sort of the only paved road in the town back to the hostel. It seems pretty simple. We take a picture with our phones just so we have it for whatever reason. But this isn't a, a nice topographical map. Um, you know, <laughs> this, this guy and I had done like the Grand Canyon that, that summer and I had been on a couple of backpacking excursions, you know, and I, I know how to read a map pretty well. So this was an interesting map to have, but it seemed like we didn't really need that information. I mean, it's the Great Wall. You follow it. Like, <laughs> it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to, like, deviate from that, right? So we start to make our ascent because she's, like, the bottom and the wall is on the, at the top of this hill. And... We start to sort of climb and have a hard time finding the path, but we eventually get it and make it onto the wall. It's really amazing. You can see out for, oh God, I, I have to think that our visibility is probably like 20 miles or so. Um, it was a really clear day. It was in August, so it was pretty warm. 
Um, we both had a camelback on, uh, which if you don't know what those are, they're like a backpack with a, yeah. a water rhythm mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. So uh, super handy, especially in China where drinking water is hard to come across. It's good to have like a, a day's worth of water on your back um, at all times. <laughs> so um, we continue making our way down the wall and just really enjoying it and having really good conversations and just having a fantastic time. And then we kind of get to this one point and there's this random guy on the wall with a duffel bag. And it's in America, I would probably be like, oh, this is like a sketchy homeless guy. This is not good. And in my traveling experiences, random people with duffel bags, it's just that are kind of like when you have that feeling, it's like, oh, this is weird. And he's sort of only speaking in Chinese. And then the only English he says is like, you know, like, 40, um, like R&D, 40 R&D, which it was only, it's only a few US dollars. It's not very much, but it's like, what, what is she talking about? Like, or what is he talking about? I don't understand. <laughs> so we keep trying to walk past him and he keeps stopping us. And it's like, okay, I don't want to get pushed off the wall today. Let's just, let's just acquiesce to this request here. And he, Nick, the, the boyfriend, he's like, well, well I think that we had to pay for this part. She had mentioned something about paying and I, I didn't remember this. So, okay, fine, whatever. We, we have some money here. Here you go. And he hands us these like tickets and that's what the duffel bag is where it's full of these tickets. <laughs> so it's like this super casual Chinese tourist attraction. Like no one else is on. And he has, t- I don't know. It was very, it's floating ticket bag. So we continue on and, there's this sort of like where the military zone is, we think, because we see a fence and this is where we're supposed to descend. And the, it, we do descend. Um, and we're pretty happy about that um, because the sun's starting to go down. We probably got like an hour left, maybe an hour and a half. Uh, we did get started pretty late. And I'd say that we are about like two hours in. And it descends on the wrong side. Oh, my. So. Yeah, so it descends on the, I, the opposite side from the hostel, and we're like, okay, well, maybe it'll circle back. This is just, like, the scenic thing or something. It'll circle back. Like, she told us it was round trip. She told us we would descend and kept moving her finger, and this is this is right. And so we come up, we, we're walking along, and we pass these random patches of cornfields that can't be more than, like, the... Bigger than a parking spot, um, American or European, <laughs> and it, it, that's that's very strange. And then this old woman passes us with a Skype. Um, it's like a like a stick with like the the hooked blade. Yes. Um, that was kind of scary. I was already panicking that we weren't going to make it back before sunset, and to see a woman with a Skype, <laughs> it, it seemed foretelling in a not so fantastic way. Um. And we continue on, I'm just sort of panicking, but I'm not going to say anything. You don't want to say anything, like you're just trying to think positively. And then we come upon this shack in the woods, and it's got a bunch of goats. And this random woman who has a sign with four English words on it, and it's like beer, ice cream, water, chips, and she's selling them. And so we're trying to talk to her. She speaks no English, of course, except for beer, water, ice cream, chips. And 
So we didn't, we were like running low on money, but we only had bigger bills. And we ended up having to give her a few US dollars because we sort of like came up short for the water because we had been out of water for a while. Uh, maybe now she's realized that she actually made out ahead on that by like, we paid, ended up paying her double actually, but she probably had no idea because why would she know the exchange rate? I don't know. So she doesn't do anything except for like guide us to the next part of the trail, which is like past her little lot. Okay, fine. So we get to the next part of the trail and we're just still going on and on. And we finally come back up onto the wall and this... The wall looks different now. It's not quite as decrepit, but it's still pretty run down. Um, and the towers are more together. So the idea that we were sort of later found out that we were thinking at the same time was, okay, this tower is good for if we have to stay tonight. Um, and while it's warm during the day, it's pretty cold at night up there because um, it is a little bit mountainous and just God only knows what's out in the Chinese jungle because we had been tr- I we had shirts and t-shirts on and we're walking through like you know, hip high grasses and woods and it's hard to follow this trail. And it's all in all, it's just getting a little bit, It can, the day continues to get more and more just sketchy. And so we finally like came out and said, it's like, okay, we're gonna go to one more tower, but we're losing, it's dusk now, we're losing so much light and we don't have a light on us. So we won't oh. be able to make it back safely. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, we're going to go to one more tower, see if we can find anything. And if not, this is the one we're coming back to. This is the best one we can see around and it'll kind of protect us from the wind. And I guess we're cuddling tonight and hoping for the best. So we start to make our way and I see in the distance, probably like half a mile, uh, maybe a kilometer away, um, these two figures. And I, I swear to God, I thought it was a mirage. Like, I was like, Nick, do you see that? Am I seeing this? Like, am I just seeing things? Because I hope to God that that's somebody. And it is. It's like there's two figures. And then I make out a third one a little bit further away. And I sort of wave to one apprehensively. And they wave back. And it's like instantly. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And we took off running down these uneven, super huge steps and just bolting towards these other human beings that even if they don't speak English, at least they're other humans. So we're bolting over there, running and running, and hey, 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 and I'm shouting whatever I can in Chinese, which I can't even remember now. This is like two years ago, so, you know, shouting and just like, wait, wait, don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere, please, God, don't go anywhere. We get up there, and the guy speaks a little bit of English, um, and it's not very much and I'm struggling through what Chinese I learned at the hotel and sort of we kind of managed to get an understanding that we are lost and we are very far from where we're supposed to be and this couple was out there getting their engagement pictures taken at sunset yeah 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 it was it was really nice like it was a beautiful setting like admittingly like and I kind of in that moment hated myself because I had forgotten how beautiful it was in the panic and I didn't really enjoy sunset as much as I should have. And after he said that, I sort of looked around and really embraced it for a few moments before going back to business and be like, okay, like I need to get back to my bed tonight. (laughs) So they were like, well, we aren't familiar with this area. I don't really know what you're talking about, the city that you're talking about. And they were like, but, there's a there's a film crew down there and I was like what 
And it's at this point I look around and realize the wall is really nice looking again. So, and there's signs. Like, there's, there's like, educational signs in Chinese and English. It's, like, talking about the wall and the length and whatever and lots of other information. I realize, oh, my gosh, we're in another town. Like, we're probably near one of the popular sites. Yeah. Because it's all restored and things, and it's much safer. <laughs> the steps aren't ragged, and you're not going to just fall off, of, you know, on a loose rock. Like, the kind of, like, parts of the wall that we had been traversing previously. So... They take us down to this entrance where, sure enough, they're filming some movie. And speaking English and decent English in China is, is sort of a sign of um, a, a very good education. Um, yeah. And the only person on set that spoke English was the actress, the main actress, who's apparently uh, semi-famous. I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't know her name. I never got it. And <laughs> but she's really nice, and she spoke great English, and she not, she also was not familiar with the area, but was able to speak with the film crew, um, who grac- graciously stopped filming in order to help us out. Um, wow. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was really nice. Like we were very undeserving, but um, and they were like, well. Um, I we don't really know that much, but there's a hostel right down there, and you know they're telling her this in Chinese, and she's relaying it in English, and then she says, "Well, the problem is, is that they don't speak English." And I was like, "Okay, maybe if I just said the city name, the town name, where we were coming from, then they'll be able to help us out." And she was like, well, we can't go down there with you, but um, they said that they only speak Chinese and French. And I was just, my jaw just dropped. I minored in French in college. Wow. And he used it in China. Duh. And I thought that the fact that the hotel wanted me to, like, they had hired me because I spoke French. I hadn't used it at all. And I figured everyone jokes the whole time throughout college that I would never use my French. My French is completely useless and blah, 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 blah. Well, lo and behold, my French saved us because everyone at this hostel, which is full of like French people that were vacationing wow. <laughs> out in China. And I just I ran up to them, you know, excuse me, excuse me, and just started, I just started in on this panic stream of like what had happened to us that day. Um, and probably semi-broken French because it's been so long and just this is what happened to us and they're like okay we've got this van and I think that's like two towns over and I was just like wow. god how far we've wow. been today <laughs> so if you pay us this much money which was like our last money I think they wanted like a couple hundred RMB and we only that's all we had left and it's like fine here you go here, please take it. Just get us there. So they put us in the back of this van, which in hindsight, I don't know. We should have thought this through a little bit more before getting into the back of a van. But <laughs> we were desperate. We were desperate. It's cold outside and we were starving and we were, we were super dehydrated and oh tired. God, so exhausted. Yeah. And the ride is about 45 minutes to an hour um, on these bumpy and curvy roads. And at one point, he tells us, he motions, because the, the guy driving doesn't speak French or, or English, um, and he motions for us to get down. Um, and I look up, and I see that we're passing an immigration point or, like, a checkpoint. Um, and I, I always carry a copy of my passport on me, but my boyfriend at the time was not so smart, so we were particularly <laughs> concerned about this. Um, and... We waited for what seemed like forever to get through this checkpoint, um, and I guess I, I guess I've never been able to quite relate to 
a Mexican crossing the U.S. border <laughs> like I did then. God, what a panic. So we get through. They, they don't notice anything because there's so much junk in the back of this van. And we finally cross the wall again. It's like, oh my God, we're on the right side of the wall. And the guy starts speaking Chinese and I just, I infer that he doesn't know what he's doing now. And I look up and I recognize the main paved road. And in the distance, I see the hostel and it's just, oh my God, I've that never feeling. been so happy. <laughs> yes, and so we get there and we rush, we, we thank him profusely and uh, we rush down to the hostel to tell her about our day and to just sort of like get ready to not quite unload, but we weren't angry. We were just so like terrorized and just overcome with all these like mixed feelings. And You were emotionally exhausted. Yes, yes. And so I was just like ready to tell her about this day. And now it doesn't come to memory, but I told her the name of the town that we ended up in. And she's like, oh yeah, that, that's a nice walk. It's uh, about two towns away. It's a really pretty, it's a really pretty place. Yeah, all relaxing. Oh. Okay. It, <laughs> what? Are you kidding? You said round trip. You like, I, but at that point we were just done. We were done arguing. It's just like, we didn't, well, we didn't want to argue. Not that we've been arguing, but it's like, okay. We'll just make her think that we went out for a really nice, super long walk. <laughs> and just let her think that it was all perfect and fine and whatever. And she was just like, yeah, but we, we've been waiting on you for family dinner. And she's like, oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad this is so casual to you. <laughs> so, so that is uh, that's that's the story of probably one of my my no, favorite. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. What happened to you? You ended up speaking French in China. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and you cross was... and you cross the border like uh like yes. like you said like you had the feeling of the when the Mexican tried to cross the, to the United States or yeah. somebody to another country. Yeah, like an illegal. <laughs> but, what, but what happened? They put a blanket of you two, uh, um over you two, or he just told us to crouch down. Um, okay. there was a lot of stuff around us. Um, and I wasn't really looking. Like I imagine that it was just sort of. Um, Chinese legalities are very vague, like, okay. and so to, it's a hit or a miss on whether something's going to be really strict. Um, so it, I, I joke with people that in China you have to have a really great HR person. Like the HR person you hire is probably the most important part um, of any business because the person who manages HR or human resources, if mm -hmm. you're not familiar. Um, they interact with the local government a lot. Um, I'm not going to say the word bribe, but... But it's probably it, that. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, like, if you have a really great, well-connected human resources person, then you're probably guaranteed power all the time. Um, probably guaranteed not to have any problems with having, like international interned or um, any other kind of like workers issues mm -hmm. you know you're going to get raided um, so yeah being well connected is very important in China and it's sort of like I imagine that 
this the the way I see it in my mind is that this guy probably made this drive a few times and likely knew the officers, um, but also did not want to cause a stir of any kind. Um, right. So, right. so I mean, but I, that's it's just a guess. It's a it's a super wild guess. I'm wow, absolutely. but I, I'm actually very surprised of the, the the sequence of things that happened because just just being lost in the in the Great Wall is really a a story worth telling. But then you find this couple taking their their, their engagement pictures, and then the film crew, and then the French hostel. It's one amazing coincidence after the other. I know it's completely unbelievable. Like I couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't imagine like the same occurrence happening in the U.S. Like I've never had anything like that happen to me in the U.S. I've never stumbled on a film crew in the US. Well, and I live in California, so it's relatively likely. So it's just I don't know. It's It's the power of adventure. That It is. And it's the power of a little bit of desperation because when you're in a situation where you're in panic and you really need to do, do something, you suddenly become much more bold and much more observant than you usually are. So Right, right. And just survival instincts kicking yeah. in there um, and I think it is like it is kind of nice because it's like when else when I as you say like when I would I've been bold enough to you know this girl from small town in the south where you know women generally keep quiet and you know stay at home and have babies like yeah. most friends are doing now and you know, I just they would, they would go and like be be aggressive enough to say I, I don't know what I'm doing I need somewhere to, I need to get here and be crazy enough to jump in the back of a van if it's offering help <laughs> so so yeah. it's, it's nuts. It, it will have been really amazing if you if you had uh, remembered the name of the of the person filming of the of the actress because chinese have their own celebrities that no one knows but they're really famous inside of china so it would, been, it would have been really interesting to just make that connection i know i wish um and maybe one day i'll like post on reddit um just to be just to kind of like I'll kind of go back and figure out because the, the the details that I remembered are so limited now in such a rush of terror and you know I, I wasn't thinking oh I should take pictures <laughs> I should take pictures of this I can take like and so I can at least know what her face looks like or at least know like a, a yeah. number of things like the name of the French hostel um, but the town was in Gubeco um, if, if any of your listeners know of a uh, a, a film that was recorded uh, about two towns northeast of there, um, then along the Great Wall, then maybe in 2012. <laughs> in 2012, yes. All right. Well, perhaps, perhaps she'll uh, she'll listen to this podcast. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah, like, oh, I was her. I help her and her boyfriend. <laughs> Come on, I have to reach her. So you don't know. <laughs> Now you are in the air and you don't know what will happen now. Perhaps some yeah, of these yeah. people will contact you. Yeah, maybe. And that would be really awesome. I would be super pleased about that. It would be... I, I God, that would be amazing to, to kind of be like, okay, by the way, I survived and I even made it back to America where I belong and maybe I should stay for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Having escaped death so many times, I, I'm taking a break from uh, from these... From a little, so for my international stuff for a while, I'm buckling down and doing some U.S. explorations for for the time being. But 
yeah, it's... No, but don't close the door completely. There's always... Oh, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, living on the West Coast is a completely new experience for me, so I'm sort of taking advantage while I can, because it's sort of like, oh, I'm not going to be here forever, and I do want to move abroad. Um, so it's sort of like... There's so much... The thing about the U.S. is... Um, and I spoke with a couple of people at the hospital about this, um, is that... You know, in these two, this couple was from Scotland, I believe. Um, and they joked that, like, Americans don't, while a lot of Americans do travel, there's so many that don't. And it's understandable because our country's so big. Mm-hmm. There's so much to see in our own country. There's so much that I still haven't seen here. While I've checked a lot off, um, there's a lot I want to see before I leave. Um, so. So yeah, but I'm excited to get back on the road again, get back to working abroad again, and yeah, it'll it'll be cool. It's just things like that, like being pushed out of your comfort zone all the time. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how long did you did you end up staying in China? I mean, working. Um, I worked there for three months. Oh, cool. So yeah, it was cool. It was really awesome. Nice. Okay. This this wow. I'm actually I'm amazingly surprised of the quality of the stories we're getting on the podcast. Really, yeah. Like I, I'm I'm never never expecting what's going to actually <laughs> going to be told. Yeah. Wow. And and just speechless. When you were talking, I was picturing all in my mind. Yeah, it's wow. Okay. And I think our listeners will do the same. Now it was quite a good story, and hopefully we'll get more like like that story. Hopefully we'll keep getting them because yeah, yeah. people That's... have been extremely generous with us. They have been yeah. giving us such amazing stories. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I definitely am. I'm definitely gonna have to start listening, and then I, I was my interest is definitely peaked. I'm just sort of we're kind of at our uh, our peak season at work right now, so I haven't had the chance to to listen in yet. But I, uh, I will do so this week then. So I'm excited to hear them. I can't imagine some of the stories, especially like pulling from a pool like Reddit. We have such a wide variety of people. Like, I I can't imagine. And it's I, getting it's getting better. Every every episode we rec- we record is even better and better, and we and it keeps getting better and better. That's uh, I'm so excited of where this is going. Awesome, awesome. That's super. I'm stoked that you guys are doing this. I think it's a great idea, and I think um, it's a great way to sort of like encourage people to get out more and to embrace the adventure, embrace the. Embrace the disaster, you know, embrace yeah. the mistakes, and embrace get, like get out of the comfort zone. Yes, yes. yes, and I think that's I think that's where you know in my life that's where I continue to grow. I I personally try and do something really scary and really out of my comfort zone every like two years. I try to like push myself to something, and it's um you grow a lot in those times. We yeah. travel just like something new. Um, that you never thought you would do. So, you know, I mean, never in my life would I think I would go to China. <laughs> so, well, well, well you did, and you had an adventure there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. All right. Well, Madison, really, thank you for sharing your story and being part of this. We will notify you as soon as this episode comes up. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. So you, well, yeah. You- Thanks, Alex and Jose, for, for putting this together. Uh, and from from what it sounds like, great work so far. Thank yeah, you. If you ever come to Barcelona, uh, let us know. 
Oh my gosh, I want to go to Barcelona so bad. <laughs> uh, I did study abroad in Paris and oh, cool. Barcelona was like the top of my list and I did not freaking make it over. I was so upset. So you're on my list then. All right. All right. When, well, whenever you come, do tell us, right? Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll keep in touch. Thank, thank okay, you again. Um... All right. Thank you so much. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, you too. You too. Right. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks, Madison, for your time. Madison found herself lost in the Great Wall of China, unable to communicate with the locals. But she kept moving and ended up speaking French, crossing an immigration checkpoint while hiding in the back seat of a truck. A simple hike that turned out to be great. To all of our listeners, this is all for today. And remember to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. From Barcelona, Spain, we say goodbye.